Welcome to Comcast with Tracy and Clay, where we discuss the latest in workers' compensation law for both Georgia and Alabama. We're glad that you're with us here today. Clay, how are you doing today? I am doing outstanding. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Um, it's uh, Tracy Leonard here with Savellan Williams. Clay Clark with Clark May Price. And welcome again to our Comcast. We're going to today discuss the law on uh, the defense of scheduled breaks. Uh, Georgia's had some uh, really groundbreaking and not so great uh, law from our Supreme Court, not going to lie. Well, I want to hear about that because Alabama doesn't really have that sort of defense. It's more, you know, is, is it related to the employment or not? So that's kind of the issue that we've got. So uh, tell me what's going on in Georgia. Well, you know, we really for years and years had a true scheduled break defense, meaning this, you know, uh, it, you know now, I mean, I'm not going to, Georgia does have the personal comfort doctrine to the extent that if you're on the clock and, you know, you're doing your job and you're getting paid and you have to use the restroom facilities or you want to get a drink of water or, you know, you've been working long hours and you're famished and you're going to get a small snack, you know, that, that's all personal comfort doctrine and that's always been covered. But we for years had carved out a scheduled break defense, meaning if you have a scheduled break that where you clock out and you're not being paid for that period of time and, and this was key with our prior case law, and the uh, employee was permitted to do anything they wanted. So in other words, you clock out and they're like, this is your break, this is your lunch, whatever. You can stay here and eat in our break room. You can go to a restaurant. You can go pick up your dry cleaning. You can go to the gym and work out. And whatever you do during that time while you're clocked out, it's, it's uh, not compensable. So, you know, after years and years of relying on that defense, we come up with this, this new case law from our Supreme Court. So there's no, you know, there's nowhere else to go. This is the law. It's called Fret versus State Farm. And this is just real quick, you know, Fret was um, an adjuster for State Farm. And the situation was they clocked out on the computer. Fret clocked out, uh, went and took a mandatory 45-minute lunch break, so not a choice as to whether he could take it or not. Clocked out, took the break, um, and during the break, it was a beautiful day outside apparently, so this adjuster goes to the break room, heats up a lunch in the microwave. I mean, this is stuff we do every day, all of us, right? I mean, you've uh, got... It is, it yeah. is, it is. I mean, so, this, so, I mean, this is... So far, we're yeah. very similar to Alabama. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we've got a comfort doctrine. If you're going, to, if you're going to the break room, if you're going to the bathroom, and you have an injury that's connected to the employment, I mean, right. that's the, that's the important thing in Alabama. Right. I mean, if you go to the bathroom, the restroom, and you have a heart attack, that may or may not be related. Well, depending. true, 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 and that, and and that's interesting because uh, what we just talked about. Uh, in our last podcast with Idiopathic kind of dovetails into this, okay? So, so here's what happens. The adjuster says, hey, look, it's a beautiful day. The adjuster exits the break room with the intention of eating outside and slips and falls while exiting the break room. Now, we don't know necessarily why the slip and fall occurred, but apparently, you know, it was not such that it was a fainting episode or something that would be truly idiopathic in Georgia. So... Yeah. In Alabama, and that, that would be the focus. Okay. What what caused the person to fall? Yeah. Was the reason the person fell connected to the employment, 
or was the reason the person fell actually idiopathic or personal to that person? That would be what our appellate course would be focusing on, and hopefully that's what our trial course would be focusing on if you tried the case. Yeah, I, I'm just dismayed because honestly, you know, previously in, out in uh, Georgia with a scheduled break defense, if you're off the clock, you're off the clock. And whatever happens on your time happens on your time. Talk to Blue Cross Blue Shield or United Healthcare, or your private health provider. Don't talk to my, don't talk to me. You know. But now what what this case says is, uh, the, the Supreme Court obviously you can tell by my tone. You know they found this compensable. You're thrilled about it. I'm thrilled about it. I'm I'm perfectly thrilled about it. But but they found it compensable, saying you know listen here's what we're going to look at from now on, and this is this is what you should take away, is if. You are on the employer's premises. Whether or not you clocked out, that just bothers me, Clay. Bothers me. But whether or not you clocked out, if you're on the employer's premises and what you are, the activity you're engaged in is incidental to your employment, it's going to be compensable. So here's my advice. Everyone out there, employers, you, you got people going, going for lunch breaks? I'd be like, hey, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Because, you know, you've got, you got liability. It's the no good deed goes unpun unpunished situation. So tell, talk to me about Alabama. Well, I mean, it's, it has got to be connected to the employment. I yeah. mean, we're sort of old school about that. There is a somewhat recent case that is somewhat analogous to what, what your fact situation is, where you had, you had somebody working at, in a hospital setting as an employee. She is, at the same time, uh, in nursing school, she leaves, her, she clocks out, she goes down the stairway she comes, she, to get some materials because now she's, now she's doing some clinicals associated with her education. Right. Okay? Right. And she falls on the stairs. Not compensable. Right. But, not compensable. But, but, but see, now that is the law in, in uh, Georgia, too. And, and I'm okay with that because if you're engaged in work, there's yeah. something to the benefit of the employer. Well, here's, and this, all this sort of bleeds into all these other issues. That's more of a, that's a going and coming rule issue. I mean, it's, yeah. it's amazing how all of this stuff is, is sort of... Is, is interplayed with each other. Is it idiopathic? Is it not? I mean, in, in Alabama, the focus is, is it related to the employment? It sounds like in Georgia, it is to a point, but when you have sort of a, a, a defense, was this a statutory defense or was this a case law manufactured no, it, defense? No, it was a case law defense. I mean, in all fairness, it was a case law defense, but it feels like now the connection to employment is now becoming more tenuous. Okay. So, so, you know, you're getting further away. I mean, we had a case before where we had somebody who, I can't, you know, they were, they had work in their car, they were on the way home, but they still had work in their car, got in an accident, they were intending on uh, uh, performing some more of their work once they got home, that accident was considered compensable. Sure, fine, I get it. You know, you got a bunch of files in your car or whatnot. We had a very similar case in Alabama yeah. about that. I mean, very, it was a death case. And we have somebody leaving the employment. She makes a, per she goes on a personal errand on the way home. And after completing that personal errand, she's involved in an automobile accident resulting in her death. It's, it was viewed compensable, which was sort of a surprise in Alabama. Yeah, to and, me you know, too. Because, and the, the reasoning, I mean, just if you boil it down to its true essence was, she was expected to do some work or she, uh, at home right. that was, that, you know, was going to benefit the employer, obviously. And so that may somehow made that accident compensable. And that's, that's sort of an expansion to where we used to be in those kind of yeah, cases. Yeah, I just said, th this is a defense we had that's been taken away. And I think that's generally upsetting. Yeah. It also makes the employers basically um, responsible for anything that happens on a lunch break, on a whatever, small scheduled break, as long as they're on the premises. is another step toward your employer is your insurer when you're there. So real quick, 
Um, what bothers me further, uh, among a lot of other things during the pandemic, I'm, you know, uh, is uh, now we've got all these employees working at home. So what is what is incidental to employment? At it's home? the Wild West. We don't know. Right. We don't know. I can tell you this, that, it, that even in Alabama, a lot of those claims are going to be compensable. Yeah. And the, you know, the curious thing is that is to, if, what if the employer has nothing to do with, with how your, what your work environment is? Right. Whether it's hazardous or not. They don't even have an opportunity to eliminate hazards. Right. You're, you're just on your own. Right. Does so, that make a difference? Maybe not. We don't know. Well, it, it's disturbing at best. And, you know, to say that, you know, um, I guess what disturbs me the most is the fact that the fret adjuster, you know, was clocked out and it happened. Because what, what I would tell, you know, my advice to employers now with, with the pandemic situation and remote employees is to the best of your ability, make um, a contract with your employees. Um, require, make, put it clearly in the contract what their work hours are, you know, put parameters on it so it's not the Wild West. So somebody can't say, hey, it was 10 o'clock at night and I decided to get some more work done. You know, I would say to employers, um, with remote employees, to the best of your ability, say your work hours are from 8 to 12 and then 1 to 4, and you're only paid for hours during that time, and these are this is what you should be doing, et cetera. Um, the, so it bothers me about that, right? Because, because the adjuster was clocked out. Well, what bothers me about the example you just gave is, what is the attraction for people working from home? What is it that the employers are taking advantage of with people working from home? It's the ability to have flexibility. Right. It's the ability to stop in the middle of your workday and walk your dog. Right. Or do whatever you want to do as long as you complete the work that's been, that, that you're expected to do. So it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. I, and, and it's not to say that there is never a situation you know, where a claim can be controverted. I think there are a lot of situations where the claim should be controverted. Please don't misunderstand, but I do think it's on a case-by-case -case basis. And I think the concerning thing, too, is, um, you know, looking at assessed attorney's fees, setting precedents. Um, anyway, this is, a, this is a whole new world. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to talk about in another podcast upcoming yeah. about the COVID and implications. It's going to be so interesting to see all of this how it pans out in the future. It's going to be fascinating. Fascinating. We'll be back again. Thanks for joining Thanks, us today. Everybody. Thanks so much for joining our CompCast today. We hope you found the information we've discussed today helpful. And if so, please do share it with your colleagues and friends. Make it a good one. Bye.